Well, that was awkward. It's the bullshit <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up. Um, I posted on Twitter from the bullshit account. Uh, I was asking a question. I don't know that I've gotten many replies. It's something I've been asking people like, and it's, I find it interesting and I know that we've touched on it before, but I was curious how people define masculinity. It's and, how big your cock is. Right. I mean, in that, yep, that's masculinity right there. That's how many inches is your cock. That's how masculine you are. <laughs> if you ain't, if you ain't over nine inches, you ain't no masculine. That's what you is. Let me see how big Nick is. Yeah, <laughs> Let me see how masculine. big your dick is. Ain't guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see how big your dick is to prove you're masculine. I'm going to get my popcorn out while Dan steps in this one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, it, it got brought back to my attention. I've mentioned before, right, that, that my ex and I had that conversation because it was one of her gripes as she said I wasn't masculine enough, whatever that means. Well, and, if you're going by my definition, then I'm really sorry to hear that. <laughs> so what is your definition of masculine? I'm curious. How big your cock is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm definitely not nine inches, so I'm, I'm willing to admit that. So I am not a masculine. That's and it's a masculine now. That's I'm not even gonna. Hey, <laughs> I'm one of the mere masculines, um, and it. So and I've asked this question before, and people will make jokes and they'll they'll be silly, and but nobody will ever really answer me. And I, that's kind of proving my point is that it's so subjective. People just don't even know where to, like they don't even know what masculine is. And then recently, it got brought back to my attention again. Because of uh, Ellen Page or Elliot Page, which I think is what they're going by now. And I've made my opinions on the whole gender thing uh, known before. I personally don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't bother me. Like I, I don't, none of that stuff bothers me because it's your choice. I don't care what the only thing that I get bothered by. And Adam and I talked about this is like when people get mad at me for using the wrong pronoun. And it's like, well, I'm a, I'm a, there's a two gender kind of guy. That's just my opinion. I mean, no offense by that. I'm not angry with anyone. I don't think anyone should be allowed to be discriminated upon because they choose to be a different gender. The demisexual. podcast uh, email. Um, I got the Gmail open now. <laughs> flooding in. So we don't have a G. Do we have a Gmail? Yeah, no. we do. We have an at bullshit cast or something, but. Uh, oh, and I'm, sh- and, you know, I'm sure of the seven people that actually listen to this podcast, one of them might get slightly triggered. Twitter, by it. Twitter just uh, hit us up and said we're canceled. We're, we're deplatformed. We're, <laughs> we've been blocked. Us and COVID nineteen. That's it. You can't talk about it. Um, and so, it, but again, it it brought back up that idea of masculinity, femininity. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. What's the difference? I I was just looking. There was one one person replied back um i'm not exactly a twitter guru either so i'm kind of sitting here trying to figure out how to fucking use the thing um well yeah i saw that forgot what they said though yeah he says uh masculinity is certain traits that we all have irrespective of gender and it's like okay there mr gupta um okay not answering the question you didn't answer the question that (laughs) i did not answer (laughs) yeah i mean and i and i but i agree with that right i yeah the it's uh, at bullshirt at bullshirt cast is our Twitter at bullshirt cast. We couldn't do podcast cause the handle was too long. They wouldn't let us do that. And it says, uh, I asked, what does the word masculinity mean to you? Do you believe in traditional gender roles? And yeah, that was the only answer that I got. And like you said, it was very much a non-answer. I, I agree with that, right? We all have a degree of masculinity and femininity humans in general. Um, well, this dude has a his photo is him giving a TED talk. TED talk, yeah, I saw that. So I'm gonna. It's a uh, relationship and men's interpersonal coach, expert in the art of emotional communication. Says fucking who there, Mister Gupta? Who says you're a fucking expert? You're obviously not an expert at communication with that non-answer, motherfucker. Bullshit. Well, hey, 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 hey. Hey, I'm a little salty. Okay, I'm salty. You're always salty, I but know. he gave a TED talk, right? So he's. I could give a TED talk. A TEDx. Dude, so I don't. There's a dude named Sam Hyde, right? 
and he gave a TED talk <clears throat> by lying to them and saying that he was a Silicon Valley entrepreneur. And they let him on stage for like an hour. And all he did was talk about nothing for an hour and then leave. Where's the goddamn, you know, the fact checking? Where's the, where's, how? Oh, geez. <laughs> well, that was his point. Like, you know, Silicon Valley entrepreneurs getting on stage and giving a TED talk doesn't automatically mean they have credentials. Yeah. And, and that's, and I think that's a great way to prove it. Um, anytime I read, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of self-help books. I know they've, they've got a kind of a funny reputation and you get your, um, uh, what's the guy's name with Tony the Robbins. There we go. Tony Robbins. Um, you, you've got your Tony Robbins and your guys like that. And I think he's even got some merit. I mean, I think anybody, everybody's got a little merit. Tony Robbins hungry. <laughs> why, why do I feel like it's a family guy? Uh, because I said it. That's how you know it's a family guy bit because I said it. <laughs> I ain't hating on you. I'm not. I've, I've watched way more. Uh, I'm, I've watched way more. uh Family Guy than is probably healthy. So, so you've watched some Family Guy. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I still like the joke or whatever that said uh, we're a comedian. Um, he made a comment about how millennials are so easily triggered by everything, but they grew up on South Park and Family Guy. So, Well, the pendulum doesn't sit still. It swings one way to the other. You know what else swings one way to the other? Your my, cock. My masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, I, I think you're on mute, Doug. Yeah. There you go. <sighs> yeah. Well, now here comes the D rail. The D. Give the us Doug the rail. Give us yeah, the, the D. Who in the fuck shares porn to Facebook and Twitter? That, that, that's all I want to know. I the icon been... is only there for tracking. If they have a share to Facebook button, that means Facebook can track you across that site and see what you're looking at. No one's actually sharing it. It's just there to track you and give you ads on Twitter and Facebook. I'm sure that some dumb fuck out there has well, turned yeah. around and shared that. Of course. I mean, the There's... button's there. I yeah. told you I just shared a bunch of my bank information to Imager one time. So, I mean, you know. It's, yeah, Imager.com <laughs> slash A slash FL capital Q R3 capital F dot JPEG. You can have Dan's uh, account number and routing number. Bank information. Yeah, right. <laughs> Please feel free to put as much into it as you want. You ain't going to get much so, out of it. So, those buttons are all about tracking. All I know is probably like... 99.5% of America, as I have been enjoying special private alone time, um, that uh, I, I, I have uh, seen that button on there with fear while I'm sitting there <laughs> going around clicking on different things, just hoping, hoping that I don't fuck up and click. Share to Facebook. Well, it's, yeah. blocked. it's it's not allowed on Facebook, but porn is absolutely one hundred percent allowed on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've actually I've followed some porn stars before. So in, yeah. in the media section, um, yeah, that would be you know, mm, titty cum shots. Click. Oh god. Oh god. I think it would be funny. <laughs> I, like, I mean. Can you imagine, so it's sitting there, you know, like your sister, your brother, your <laughs> uncles, your mom, and everybody else is like, oh, Doug likes to watch videos about fucking feet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Midget cum shot compilations. They, they need a LinkedIn share button. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what my, I, wanna, I mean, I want to know what my potential employees are into. I ain't shaming you. I just want to know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like you know the guy's qualified but his porn is a little on the vanilla side and he's kind of boring i'm not sure he's not a go-getter he's That's not a go-getter <laughs> it's like i'm not sure i want this guy he uh likes to watch videos of women stepping on fruit while they're smoking <laughs> cigarettes <laughs> And that's just weird. Rule thirty four. We were having we're this not conversation. Gonna hire you, sir. We can't hire you here at Dole. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really, really need to work here. You don't understand, guys. This is my dream job. You have no idea. <laughs> do you, Do you have any Do you have any women that take their shoes off here? 
No, get out. Stop it. Do, do you have any that like to sit on cakes? <laughs> <laughs> Good old rule 34. I, I, I invoke that a lot anytime somebody brings up something really fucking weird. Because back in the days of earlier commercial internet, right? What everybody else is very familiar with now. I grew up without the internet. So as it became popular, um, there were... Well, there's always there's still weird fucking sites out there, but you you went looking for it. I mean, because you were morbidly curious, and things like Rotten.com um, sites oh, like so that. Yeah. Yeah, Search yeah. engines weren't as big no. back then. You know, no. everything was keywords. So whatever in, in the world you found, you, you know, it was practically like you had to get Scooby Doo in the game <laughs> to help you <laughs> hunt down something. Yeah, before Google kind of revolutionized the old algorithm he's right it was it was trickier to find so you guys like me who were again morbidly naturally curious would go looking for shit and unfortunately i found a lot of it (laughs) so you start to realize just how normal you are when you start to find really fucked up stuff and go oh Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Google used to just be you typed random shit in the address bar and you would hit something. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's still some truth to that. Everything's so kind of bleached and cauterized now. I mean, I Google really to some degree does have a lot of influence and control over the internet more than people realize because they tell you what's out there and what's not right and yep you know again we've discussed this before with that that documentary on netflix and just our own general you know general knowledge um and that's why because i've had people ask me why uh people are so wound up over like google and facebook and social media and it's hard to explain to somebody who isn't internet savvy or data savvy, et cetera. Um, They're the gatekeepers. But that's that's probably the most simplistic way of saying it. They're the gatekeepers. They tell you what what does and does not exist. It's like, it, I guess it's kind of like now that I'm thinking about it, it reminds me a lot of uh, terrestrial radio, FM radio, right? If you couldn't get your band on to an FM radio, that's creepy, Adam, stop it. <laughs> if you couldn't. <laughs> Doug and Adam have discovered the backgrounds in Skype. Um, and they're my mic is like keyed <laughs> out, so it's just this blue blob now <laughs> that he's caressing, and I don't know why. It's a lot like FM radio in that if you couldn't get your band on FM radio, your band didn't exist to the masses, you know? Mm. Um, and it's very similar, but we let uh we let FM radio do it for a long, long, long fucking time and didn't have a problem with it. So well, that's where the pay to play uh, payola, whatever it was, became such a huge scandal back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it's always been that way, and it always will be. For those that it's don't know, I was going to say studios and 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 production companies or, or agents, whatever, <clears throat> whoever's represent, whoever stands to make money off of an artist, put it that way. So um, not the artist. <clears throat> so not the artist, right? Everybody else. They pay radio companies and MTV back when they still did music. Um, they uh, they paid large sums of money to get you on those mediums. And I've always told people that if I won some exorbitant amount of money, a couple hundred million dollars or something, one of the things I would do as a musician, I would rent studio time. Actually, I just build a beautiful studio in my fucking house and get somebody to run it. Um and then I would just spend a shit ton of money on um, uh, shit advertising myself out there. And I'd become popular, even though I'm a half-assed fucking musician, I would become popular because of money. I've, I watched bands. I, I played with bands back in Ohio that were that way. They had deeper pockets than anybody else. And they were getting these opportunities. Um, and it was like, these guys are not that good. What the fuck? And then you'd find out, oh, they paid $5,000 to play, you know, two shows with a major label act like Disturbed or something like that. Mo- uh, Monster Energy is big into that um, environment, right? Uh, Fucking hate Monster Energy. 
So I, <laughs> I drink <laughs> as he takes a giant sip from his monster can. <laughs> right. We have to blur that out. So that makes me want to stream these. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we, we got, we got sponsored and I'm using quote fingers here by uh, rockstar energy. Right. And all it really consisted of was them giving us some merch, their merch, and then whenever we'd play shows, we had to have these giant rock star can cutouts on the, on the wings, you know? So we were sponsored by five. So we toted these things around. We toted all this stuff around. We set it up at our shows, etc. but we were sponsored by Rockstar, And I think our band name might've been buried somewhere on one web page of one website somewhere. And that was sponsored. So when you see these bands sponsored by somebody, just for fun, go ask them what exactly that entails and watch them just go, you know, well, we do a lot of extra work to promote someone else and they do dick. So it's. um, Yeah, that would be interesting to go see a concert now. Uh, That shit ain't happening. No, no. And that, uh, you know, Spotify has been rolling out that. Like for me, it, it it rolled out what I listened to and and you know top songs and all that, which seemed kind of odd. Some of it I, I I'm not sure I completely gather where they're coming from, but uh, like Adam as a content maker producer, um, it it rolls up for you like how many songs. Yeah, it's completely wrong. There's been a few that I've seen posted that it, I thought was curious, but that example you had. It was so wrong that I was like, there's no way the listener one's right. Cause like, so me and my buddy did this song that got like 200,000 plays, right? <clears throat> They're like, here's your fucking most streamed song. And it was like some song with 200 plays. <clears throat> yeah. So you got to wonder where they're getting their data from. Like what? Is it just a random, random number generator? And they're like, yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Like I didn't want to be on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it's that, again, you got to, it's, I'm a facts and science and data guy, but like I said earlier, I like self-help books and I do. But one of the things about self-help books is that anyone can write one. I could write one and be like, you know, 101 ways to not fucking suck. And it's just my opinion, really, at that point. Um, I listened to one not too long ago and went and looked up a lot of what she said and it turned out to be true. I was able to substantiate it, but as a reader, I shouldn't have to fucking do that. Right. Um, one of my favorite books that I tell people about all the time that, uh, guide, a men's guide to tactical or tactical guide to women. I don't know the, I'm sure the author's loving that I'm butchering it, but yeah, great. tactical guide. You got to make sure you flank them around. The right <laughs> I like that. Actually fire off a mortar round as you're coming around. <laughs> Incoming. It's kind of how I feel sometimes. Um, <clears throat> but uh, he, even in the audio book, he would make a, he would make a claim and then he would say, you know, Smith and Jones, 1986, right. He would, he would footnote, credit the research and where he got that research and people just don't do that. Even with facts, they just blurt them out and you're supposed to just believe it again, goes back to the, to the Ted talk, TEDx. Um, now I feel like we should do a TEDx on, we'll do it on like a uh, uh, podcasting media, social media or something. We'll just get up there and be like, babble, 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 babble. I mean, so, we do it every day. It's like this. <laughs> <laughs> so guys here we go in 1987 with, with the first podcast in 1987 <laughs> that was when the that was when the first podcast you know it's interesting because <clears throat> i remember when podcasts were coming out and i believe believe it was apple wasn't it where that kind of either either did the first podcast or popularized the podcast i don't remember Look at us doing podcasts. We don't even know where our history is. It was like Adam Curry, and he was definitely like really friendly with Apple. Yeah. So, and I remember I've got all these fucks. So the first, like, I don't really care. <laughs> well, it's 
the point is, is that I remember when they first came out and I had no interest in them. I thought they were silly. Like, what the fuck's the point of a podcast? What, what is this? And I looked, no, like, what? This is dumb. Who wants to sit and listen to somebody fucking talk? And then I'd turn around and, you know, turn on the TV or the fucking radio or. Well, it's dumb when you have to download, like back then it didn't make much sense. Right. Cause like you could turn on the radio and stream someone talking. Yeah. But you had to download like this three hour fucking audio file of someone talk. It's completely different now that you can just stream everything that you want. That's a good opinion. point too. And that may have been what it was like. Why would I, why, why, why would I do that? You know? And now here I are expecting other people to, to do that, but you're right. It has definitely, um, uh, evolved, you know, um, and, and anyone I've got buddies that are, you know, huge football nerds played all through middle and high school, a little college ball, whatever, huge into football. And I was explaining Zencaster to them because when they found out that I did a, a podcast, they, oh man, you know, me and so-and-so would love to do that, but we just don't know how I was like, brother, just <laughs> go to Zencaster, do the thing. One of you get a, a premium account. And I said, go from there. I can, I can explain Pinecast and, and all that to you. But the, um, <clears throat> The cool thing about podcasts now is that, again, it is giving anybody a chance, an opportunity to put themselves out there as a, as a product and see what happens. Same with bands. Um, uh, SoundCloud, uh, one of their more popular genres now is, what was it? Bedroom? Uh, bedroom? something it's basically just kids that have made shit you know in their bedroom on the various recording and some of it's fucking bedroom pop and some of it's pretty fucking good dude like the 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 bones are there and you could you could see them getting picked up and doing something with it when you allow everybody in the world to create something you get really good shit floating to the top because just the amount of content's ridiculous. Like eventually, like you're going to end up having someone who's super good at something if you give everybody the ability to do it. Yeah, and I mean, I think YouTube has shown that too. I've I've got some I've followed some YouTube channels that the content on there. Um, I know Doug's a big fan of like uh, uh, oh, what's his name Linus Tech Tips, and what's that other one that you? I've got a bunch. Um, Linus Tech Tips, and I think they're up to God. Last time I even checked, they were like 7 million subscribers or something like that. Uh, I also follow Jay's Two Cents, Gamers Nexus. Gamers Nexus was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. And that one, I remember watching a um, one of their videos, uh, like some of those guys share a studio or something like that. But I mean, they had a full blown office with like warehousing and um, stuff like that. I watch a guy, uh, the Harley tech, and he used to work for a Harley dealership in Georgia. And now, and he would do these great, like the, the shop let him do these great videos inside the mechanic shop showing how to do things and stuff like that. And then he went off and now he's got his own shop and it's, you know, it's just one of those things and partially because of YouTube and the popularity of it and the endorsements and things like that, that he's gotten. And I think it's neat because to me, I want good quality content. I don't give a fuck if it's from you and your basement. I don't give a I fuck hate, if it's, you know, I hate, I hate having quality content. I hate, right. Like, I want garbage that's shoved down my throat by corporate I want, entities. I want the production value to be nothing. That's, that's <laughs> the real lo-fi kind of content that I'm going for. And I, well, and you know what's funny is that, and Adam may or may not remember this, but um, public access television, right? I remember public access television. You had a channel on your TV that was just, you know, think Wayne's World. Um, it was somebody in the basement with a couple of cameras, and you know, it was definitely YouTube, as close to YouTube as you as you were going to get, right? And again, I can't off. Of course, I'm going blank, but there have been some really good things that have gotten picked up um, because of that. Right. And I'm sure that there's a lot of indie music and things like that. There were, there was better content with some of this stuff than there was with the big studios and things like that. Because again, I think the studios are going for that lowest common denominator. They're going for 
Um, well, they exist to make money. Right. And only so they don't to want make to take money. any risk. Right. Well, growing up in Alabama, our public access stuff was just <laughs> shit. I mean, it was just shit. It was, uh, you know, it was either the local church stuff, yeah. which was pretty much all the time, and uh, high school football games yep. here and there. And that's about it. I would have killed for, you know, somebody to have actually tried to do some kind of a show on that. But where I grew up, if somebody would have tried to do that on a public access channel and it wasn't all about Jesus, oh, yeah. you know, it it wouldn't have freaking went anywhere. <laughs> the, clo- the closest thing that we had to what I would consider a public access program was... Locally in uh, Alabama, there was uh, this guy who was deep into country, and he was from like Hayden, Alabama or something. And everybody called him Country Boy Eddie, and he was like old as dirt. He was always sponsored by like Justin Boots and shit. And uh, and besides Justin Boots, it was and what remain makes me remember that program is he was always advertising this stuff that was like prune juice and something else and they called it jogging in a jug g j o g g i n a jug jogging in a jug you need to go down and get you some jogging in a jug jog that jog jog all that stuff loose for you yep and uh they just sat around and uh they would have like steel guitars and banjos and all other sorts of stuff. And they would have just people show up and play on the country boy Eddie program. Well, you guys have seen Eric Andre, right? Eric Andre. So this dude has this adult swim show and it's basically him trying to create what a public access show would be. If the dude doing it was like on acid, basically. So like he brings people on and when he first started, like it was way funnier because no one knew what it was yet. So he has this really shitty like 80s set behind him. And in the middle of them talking, he would like bring out a chainsaw and chainsaw his desk in half. (laughs) (laughs) To me, that it comes that smacks of, of like the shock jock type thing and i've for some reason i've never been a fan of that like i understand why people are but even like the borat type stuff you know where it's just nonsense i've just never found that shit amusing um again i i definitely understand the the market for it why people um why people enjoy it but i i never have and just like that someone comes out and chainsaws our desk i'll be like that's dumb (laughs) <laughs> but if the chainsaw is three feet from your face while you're sitting there trying to do an interview, you would probably be pretty shocked. Yeah, yeah, probably. More annoyed than shocked, but what I'm, is he doing? And he's like, all right. And then he just sits there with his fucking desk like in half, like, okay, tell me more about this uh new album you're working on. See, and I guess the fact is is that I know it's for the shock value, and so therefore it loses <laughs> the shock value. Yeah. You know, when somebody does that and then they sit and they they stare at you like, oh, <laughs> nothing just happened. I didn't just take a chainsaw and cut my desk in half. It's like, okay, now you're, now that's contrived. You're trying way too fucking hard. Uh, now, I do find it funny when dumb shit happens <laughs> and everyone just sits there like, huh. <laughs> like, because they just don't know where to go with it after that. Um, but the, the contrived shit never, I don't know. Like I said, like, do you feel better now that you... Cut your fucking desk in half. What? He does. He does feel better. <laughs> Do you feel better? So yeah, I think that um, I think things like SoundCloud and YouTube and and all that is. I, I think it's awesome. I really do. I think that the the ability that I can sit here and pop off at the fucking mouth for an hour with you guys and put it up online, and I don't care if anyone's listening or not. Um, it's fun for me to do it. The few people that that I've gotten feedback from tend to be amused by it. Now you guys are, you know, you guys are funny. And I was like, well, we we thought so. You know, Doug and I talked no, no, about no, you got to tell them. You got to tell them. Funny how? Funny how? Do, funny do I like amuse a you? Clown? Huh? <laughs> do I amuse you? Because <laughs> you know, if so, that's fine. I don't care. It's a, you know, uh, contribute to my Patreon. 
So like and subscribe. <laughs> so um, contribute to my Patreon. I've, I've definitely ruined any chances of me running for politics, but that was pretty much out the fucking door. When you weren't born a sociopath, you kind of ruined your chances <laughs> of being of being a successful politician. Yeah, that's all fell apart. Yeah, that's a that's that's a fairly good point. I think that everything going on right now, um, it it just continues to devolve. You've got you know, dude, saying that uh, Trump should uh, declare martial law and and redo the uh, uh, election. I'm like, wow, that's that's textbook fascism. You you do martial realize law that doesn't right? make him uh, remain president. Uh, doesn't doesn't. I mean, there's there's well, there's clauses. He, he wasn't voted to be president, so we'd be under martial law, and then Biden would take over. You sure about that? Yeah, That's you know, since Adam's a constitutional <laughs> law expert here, well, what is martial law going to do? Well, Lock what, down? what basically what the guy was, and I can't think of his fucking name. It gives him a list of powers. Yeah. It was uh, Flynn. Flynn. Flynn, yeah, Flynn the fuck nuts. Yeah. But you know, it was. I've been trying to avoid talking about politics here recently because it's like i have been so you know it's like i still read it read a lot of stuff i still keep up with a lot of it but everything that's going on right now is just a fucking sideshow yeah and if you pay too much if you pay too much attention to it you know you you get sucked into that and it's like I'm just sitting here i'm just waiting for the cake to bake you know it's, january twentieth just getting there yeah you know it's uh you know it it the the cake hasn't even started to rise yet but uh you know at this point everything uh, as far as politics wise uh everything with the republican party uh well not everything with the republican party because there's obviously many different factions inside of it but it's uh interesting to watch some of the infighting while you have the we're going to deny reality camp goes up against the are you fucking kidding me camp. <laughs> well, and you make a point when you're inundated by it, right? As far as Flynn running off at the mouth, it ain't going to happen, right? The, 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 the military isn't going to support it. The president can do whatever he wants with martial law and all that. But when a bunch of four-star generals fold their arms and go, yeah, no then you're not, you're not going to get buy-in. Right. Um, same with bar, burr, bar, whatever the one that was like, he should, uh, such and such should be drug out and shot. And he's a fucking moron, you know, talking about how, um, basically the head of, uh, God, I don't have my facts straight today. Anyway, basically someone in, in office said, Hey, there was no, um, this was a good, safe election. There was no bullshit. And then another from that camp that Doug just mentioned of, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, rolled up and said, oh, that guy should be shot. You know, fuck him. And people don't realize that when you pop off at the mouth like that and your your voice is being heard by that many millions and millions of people, you're going to get this subsection of nut jobs that really buy into it. Um, and well, somebody's going to get hurt, right? And it, yeah, somebody's going to get I'm hurt. Is what it boils down to. Well, well, let's say, for instance, that uh, for whatever reason, we immediately become like super rock star Joe Rogan popular. And all of a sudden we go from having however many listeners that we've got now to, you know, something ridiculous like 20, 25 million. There will be you know, some crazies scattered amongst those 20 to 25 million. And if I said something like, you know, person, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to name anybody and we're not that popular person, <laughs> but we're X, still careful about what we say. Right. Yeah. Person X should be, you know, shot, hung, whatever else. There is somebody that's going to take that seriously yeah. because they are suffering from a, you know, lack of reality in their own mind. And, you know, they think blah, blah, blah is just the cat's meow. Yeah. And I totally agree with everything that comes out of their mouth. And then somebody 
would invariably wind up doing something towards whoever in the hell that person is. And because those words fell out of your mouth, you incited all that shit. Would I want to be responsible for somebody's death? No. But certain people that I don't like, would I be terribly amused if (laughs) they... If something they bad went to Schadenfreude. <laughs> yeah, like if 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 they went up to somewhere where you know there's fucking lions and tigers and shit, and <laughs> they jump the fence because they think they're the world's you know biggest whatever, and not even animals would mess with them. And they go to you know pet the tiger, and it tears their fucking arm off, and they bleed out on the floor. I would laugh hysterically. You know, and I we've had this discussion, and I. I hate that I do it, but I'm the same way. When an asshole gets what's coming to him, it amuses the fuck out of me. Like, it's hard for me. I I am an empathetic person. I really am. Um, I feel for people. I I don't want to hurt people. I do have, I feel like I do have a moral obligation. uh, Like Doug said, that if I say something or do something and it influences people in a negative way, that doesn't make me happy. And, And I try carefully not to to be that person. It's, it's inevitable that you might say something and hurt someone's feelings or, or someone might misconstrue it. And that is what it is. You, you can't, you can't control that, but you can watch your mouth and make sure you don't say stupid shit like so-and-so should be hung or shot or, you know, whatever. But when an asshole gets what's coming to him, you can call it, you can call oh, it yeah. schadenfreude. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. But I find it fucking amusing. It's like he said, guy walks into a fucking gorilla's cage, says, fuck you, I'm the baddest mother. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And then when he rips off your <laughs> leg you and fucking beats you to death yeah. with it, you know, I'm just like, that's the greatest thing in the world, especially, you know, it, and it's like, I, you know, I know that there's some tragedy involved here, but when somebody dies trying to take a selfie literally killed by their own vanity. It is, I think it's the fucking funniest <laughs> thing in the entire world. I, I, but I, I, I will also, I will throw this out there. I am the weird guy that periodically once every two or three months, I'll go to Google news and I will go Google shot in the face because some of those fucking stories are some of the funniest shit to me. <laughs> And yes, I understand that somebody got shot in the face, but you would be shocked how many motherfuckers get shot in the face and live because they get like shot in the jaw oh, yeah. or in the yeah. cheeks or something else, you know. But uh, yeah, the, you know, I, I, I love all it's that. It's the stuff. ones that are doing stupid shit. And it's like you, you talk about yes. the, the social media influencers and all that. Of course, I don't think any of us revel in the misery of the family, the person that lost their lives and all that. Right. I, I understand that. No, but when you, I feel sorry, I feel for, sorry for the family. Right. And that, that's the shitty right. part about it. Right. Is the family has to suffer. But like you said, when you see somebody that the, the sad part is the family was probably suffering before they fucking yeah, croaked, but that's just enough. some honesty. There's a, there's an, a level of, well, what the fuck did you expect? Right. I mean, you, you climbed out on this thing and you did this stupid shit and you did it. It's actually kind of sad, actually. And I'll, and I'll tell you why is because when we look at these people who need the attention and they, they want the attention of being an influencer and all that. And it's sad because they have no real self-confidence, right? They were raised by narcissists. They're people pleasers. They, they need that. And that's kind of sad, actually, when you, when you really think about it. Well, but Well, it's validation. Yeah. And one of the things that, um, for me, uh, to go back to your original discussion of what is masculinity, masculinity, for me, um, is... You know, I really don't care if you validate me or not. I don't care if I'm popular or not. And by and large, you know, 99.99, stretch that out as far as you want to go, of society, people, and everything else do not give a fuck about my feelings. Um, True story. and, And it's not just because I'm... 
some random dude nestled in whatever else and I'm covered up by all these numbers. No, it's because I'm a man. And it that's one of the things when we start to get into certain discussions about, you know, somebody declaring they're the opposite gender for me, you know, it's like, I really don't give a shit. Uh, It's like, you can do whatever you want to do that makes you happy. But from the outside looking in, it seems like what's wanted by, you know, any, any side that's apparently, you know, what, uh, well, I'm sort of going around in circles here. Let me cut to the chase. It's like they're picking at the buffet Mm -hmm. of what masculinity is. I don't want this, but I want this piece and this piece and this piece. And it's like, you, you can be a dude, you can be a fucking unicorn, you can be whatever you want, but it's like the way, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll treat you with your preferred pronoun, but the way, you know, and it, you know, I may be wrong. I'm a 46 year old white guy from, from Alabama. It, it from Alabama. So, but it seems like there's a lot of groups that want to pick and choose, uh, and they want all the privileges, but none of the drawbacks. Well, one of, because one of the- you know, if I'm upset or I'm having a bad day or whatever else, you know, Dan and Adam might give a fuck. Uh, there's a couple of people that might give a fuck. The majority of the world doesn't care. I, You're right. The majority of the world doesn't care. You know, I can go on uh, Twitter or Facebook or anything and talk about how upset I am by something or how much something disturbs me. And I accept the fact that by and large, nobody gives Absolutely. a fuck. And that's um, one of the things that I've noticed before, um, and I especially noticed when I was waiting tables and you, you get this diverse group of people and you're, and you're interacting with them. And one of the things that I noticed when you start to refer to gender and stuff like that is there's this amplification of what the person thinks, uh, thinks that it is. And especially I, I've seen this a lot there was a guy that I used to work with and turns out he was gay and I had no fucking clue. Uh, he dipped, he played football through high school. Uh, I went over and helped him drop the transmission on an old Ford F one fifty, like a 20 year old Ford. Right. And one day he just flat out, we were talking and he, I, he had been joking, trying to tell me that he was gay and I just wasn't catching it. And one day he just stops me. He says, Dan, I love the cock. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, 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 all of a sudden, like my brain in those movies, you know how just uh, that you see the solar expanse. And I was just like, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And then not too long after that, people love coming out to me and it's happened a lot. And a a lot, most of the times though, and I go back to my point is that a lot of the times I already knew because they amplified the men that were very effeminate, the women that go butch as is typically called, right? Um, and I feel like they're amplifying what they believe is the uh, the gender that they want to emulate. But again, there was a woman that she came out to me and uh, I had asked her why she didn't take a manager position at this other store. And she's like, can I tell you a secret? I'm like, yeah, sure. She goes, well, I'm dating the the head chef up there or whatever. I was like, oh, okay, wait, 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 the head chef, the head chef up there's a woman. And she's like, yeah. I was like, Oh, you're, oh, but she was what they call a lipstick lesbian. She was very effeminate, very, you know, purple rainbows and fucking unicorns, you know, the whole nine yards. And the, the point is, is that made me realize that there, you, you don't know when someone is gay, transgender, you know, et cetera, because not everybody broadcasts it the same way. Um, a matter of fact, the guy I was telling you about, he used to get irritated when effeminate men would come into the restaurant and he'd run his mouth and I'm not going to repeat the shit he said because I'm just not gonna. <laughs> so, and I'd be like, dude, why does that make you so mad? Like, right, why does that bother you so bad? Anyway, you know, he had his, he had his reasons, but it, it was just, 
really interesting to me because all my life, because I grew up in the middle of nowhere, fucking Ohio, uh, right next to West Virginia, all right, which ain't much different than sticks of Alabama, to be completely honest with you. And I had my preconceived idea. (laughs) Are you saying saying fuck West Virginia? Oh, definitely fuck West Virginia and everyone who lives in it, especially. I just wanted to to make sure (laughs) I. I, Or has ever lived in it. Okay. Or if they're from West Virginia and they smoke, that's even worse. All right. I'm just putting that out there. I have a checklist. Good, 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 good. (laughs) I'm going to get assassinated. Um, But it, it, so I had my preconceived ideas of what a lot of things were. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why you see in your, in your bigger cities, you tend to see um, more understanding and more tolerance, et cetera, is because when you bump up against somebody day in and day out and they're gay or trans or um, it's oddly enough, Alabama, one of the bands, I, I got into a band for a short time down there and there was a band called Voices in the Trees and the lead singer, um, we were, they went on before us and the voice, the mannerisms, the look, I thought that the singer was a biological female and the singer was not a biological female. Um, she has since gone through or is going through gender reassignment. And I remembered thinking of all the places for me to run into this fucking Alabama. <laughs> like I could not imagine what she was going through. And it's funny because I very Alabama. easily use the pronoun she with her. Because I've never seen her as a man under like it did the, the mannerisms and they were very natural. Um, you know, the, just everything about her was feminine. And uh, again, my definition of feminine, right? Because again, I'm, I'm, I'm learning it's very subjective, but yeah, Alabama of all the fucking places. And I remember she told me one time because mm-hmm. I met her dad and she told me, she said, yeah, my, my dad's always been very, very supportive of this. And I think there's genetics involved anyway with, with all of that. I think there's a lot of genetics involved. And I think sometimes when parents are supportive, I think it's because they've had their own feelings or their own questions, et cetera. Um, and I even think the parents that push against it as bad as they do, just like the gay senator who wants to ban all homosexuals and throw them in pits of fire, and then they get busted in a 50-man orgy. You know. <laughs> Yeah, getting their dick sucked in a fucking area bathroom. Exactly. I do. I think that's the kind of shit that happens all the time. And that's another one of those things that I love. It's like, oh, yeah, you you, you hate the gays, right? Oh, yeah. You totally hate it. Oh, it turns out that that's just self-hatred. There was just another one, um, another country. I keep wanting to say Israel or something like that. I don't, you can look it up. But he just, he was very outspoken on, you know, homosexuals and everything. And he got busted apparently running out of some 20 man, uh, gay orgy. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, I expect that now when, when somebody is just like, homosexuals are the cause of all bad things in the world. They caused COVID, they caused 5g. It's all bad. I'm just like, you love the cock <laughs> and that's okay. Oh yeah. Come on out and say, Hey, I love the cock. Cause I don't care. And if people do care, fuck them. If it's your religion, if it's your, just your belief system, whatever, fuck you. Uh, Quit worrying about what other people are fucking doing. If they're not trying to touch fucking kids or, or hurt other people, it's none of your fucking business. And when they push their agenda, everybody pushes a fucking agenda. Everybody. We all have agendas that we fucking push, right? It's just human nature that we want things to be what we're comfortable with, what we're happy with, etc. I do well, it. Everyone you do it. fights for the rights that that benefit them. Right. Like you don't see a lot of dudes fighting for women's rights. You see some, but for the majority it's women. Right. Absolutely. So like for the most part, I mean someone has to be pushing their agenda and it's usually going to be the people that actually have a stake in the issue being solved. I'm a big proponent of gun rights. Well, I mean, I want to, I want to be able to own guns, etc. And there are groups out there that are absolutely anti-gun. And you know what? I support them in the sense that you have the right to 
push against me and 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 say whatever you want to say as long as you keep it factual and you keep you know i i've seen some shit that i've been like you what <laughs> um keep the shit factual um that's one of the things that i am most proud of of the united states is that we have all these groups that can discuss and push their agenda without you know disappearing <laughs> without being thrown in a fucking gulag somewhere i think that's an awesome fucking thing so i support um their right to 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 say it i think that they're dumb and i don't agree with them but i agree with your well, if you thought they were opinion. really smart you'd probably be on their side fair enough right my god you're smart but i disagree with you i've disagreed with some pretty smart fucking people over, over fair enough yeah Same. yeah you know and you know, maybe I was right. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I try to stay tempered. I, I try to, for as emotional as I can get and angry as I can get, um, I do try to see everybody's point of view. And a lot of, 99 times out of 100, I go, and you guys know this, I play devil's advocate and I'll say, all right, I mean, I see where they're coming from. However, there are sometimes like, nah, no, no, no. I like devil's advocate because there's, there's nothing I hate more than watching like six people stand around and just stroke each other's cock over how right they all are. about something. <laughs> it's like there's no one here on the other side of this. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Cause we're all fucking right. It's like, right. okay, well hear me out. And then they just start yelling at me. So. <laughs> I've seen you do it. I've, <laughs> I've not only seen it, I've encouraged it, agged it on, went and pop fucking popcorn because I'm the same way. And I know it gets on people's nerves and that's really not my point. My point is, is that, I don't always have to agree. Um, was it Chris Rock that had the uh, the the shtick about I ain't saying it's okay, but I understand. And it even with murder, I mean, I've seen some murders that I'd be like, I ain't saying it's right, but you know, I can see why she did it. <laughs> that, that that dude was a fuck stick, and no one well, would stop is- him. That entire sentiment is why the show Snapped exists. <laughs> Fair enough, right? I mean, again, I'm not saying it's right, but there are some situations where there was uh, in the news this year the the woman that killed her abuser. I think he was he raped her or was raping her, molesting her, whatever. Um, it was a black woman, I think, and mm-hmm. she murdered the motherfucker. And you know they're like, oh, they're putting her in prison, all that. And I'm like. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to throw the Chris the Chris Rock uh, argument out there, right? Saying that what she did was okay. But at what point is that kind of abuse? I, I just at what point when when the police won't listen, uh, you know, I mean, you better have some solid fucking evidence before you do it to to convince me and not just be like, "Nah, nah, Doug sucked, so I murdered him." What did he do? He touched fucking puppies and stuff. I don't even know. Well, then the thing is, is like w- with that, that's where the jury of 12 should come in uh, because, you know, uh, they can charge whoever right. with whatever. And it doesn't matter which side is right or wrong because you have lawyers that regardless of what they believe about the facts have to argue their side yeah. of the case. And so, murder is murder. You know, I mean, that's where if that she jury, murdered someone. She is guilty yeah, of murder. And then it's like, okay, sentencing. Nah, time served. She's good. <laughs> well, she's good. Well, it, you know, it's, it, you know, it, at that point, you know, you can get a jury that says not guilty. Yeah. She did kill somebody, but you know, they may, they may personally believe yeah. that it's justifiable yeah. homicide. Yeah. Um, so it's not even the fact that, yeah, she's guilty of murder, but time served because, you know, under that circumstance, let's say, uh, you know, and I realize I, I, I haven't been, uh, had all the facts of this case put in front of me. Oh, that's all. So I that's, can't it's make, fine. Whatever your opinion uh, is, is, is totally, perfectly fine. Go for it. But if I've got someone that's being abused, that's being whatever, and they have tried to get recourse from the system or they were in a situation where they believed that their life was in danger. Yeah. If, if I'm on that jury, they're walking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Same. I'm not gonna, you know, uh, how do you judge a, like, so when they're picking jurors to let go, 
do you have to pick ones that are like <laughs> in that particular circumstance? Like, how do you feel about rapists? Uh, I don't like them. Oh, you can go. You're, you've been dismissed. Well, the, like, they, how are you going to uh, find fit jurors for this? The prosecutor what, and the defense the- each get their opportunity to kick, right? And right. yeah, to some degree, that does happen. They're going to go in and say, you know, what are your you, – you, you say that, right? Because we all agree that rape is bad. But there are plenty of men out there that don't really believe in the idea of rape. Uh, she wanted it. Uh, she had it coming. Uh, if she really didn't, she could have done this. She could have done that, you know, and that's, you know, one side of it's going to look for that aspect of it. And then the other side's going to try to wean that out, you know, because like I said, you're coming from a place that you believe that we're all, you know, moral, decent fucking well, that human would be beings. The fucked up jury by the time they were done. Letting <laughs> <you know. laughs> it would definitely be, it would be interesting. Nobody ever wants to be on a jury with me because if anybody could hang a jury, it would be me um, because again, I, I devil's advocate, right? And if yeah. somebody says, and you get time off work. Oh yeah, but you got to be sequestered and all that weird shit too. So I've only um, to date, I've only been summoned one time, and I never even had to go. It was pushed out, and by the time it got to like my date range, they had they didn't even have any cases to nothing to try for a jury or whatever. Um, I've had friends that have been on some like very serious fucking uh, murder trials and shit. And they're like, yeah, dog, I can't, I can't fucking discuss anything, but wow. I was like, okay, I get it. And I would never ask somebody to, that's a, you know, it's a fucked up thing. And I think that, um, I think serving on a jury is, it is important. And I think that you should take it seriously because someday you might be the motherfucker on the other side of that, that equation. I mean, you, you say, oh, no way, man, shit happens, you know, um, weird shit can fucking happen in a, in a heartbeat. And you could be that fucking dude on the other end, 12 people. I tell the story of uh, when I lived in Florida, there was a guy that uh, this was all caught on a on a state highway patrols dash cam. He stops this guy. The guy gets out. They scuffle. Um, the the guy is winning and he's got the cop on the ground. He's just beating the shit out of him and he's trying to get his gun out of the holster. Those holsters are designed to where there's a very specific angle that they will and will not come out. It's usually a a twist and pull. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot to it. Right. And, and there's some that have buttons. There's, you know, there's, lot so the guy couldn't get his gun out but he's he's just beating the shit out of this dude and he's he's actively trying to get the guy's gun well you hear somebody off camera start talking and and he's he's screaming get off of him get the fuck off of him he says i will shoot i will shoot and he kind of comes into frame and it's a guy with a, a pistol and he's telling this guy who's again just actively gorilla beating this fucking cop uh he keeps telling him get off of him or i'm going to shoot you i'm going to shoot you the guy doesn't stop, so eventually the other guy pulls trigger a couple times, turns the motherfucker off like a light bulb. To me, justifiable, right? I mean, just despite your opinions on cops, if you've got a guy just, you know, gorilla beating some motherfucker trying to get his gun, no, that's not how we do things, right? Period. And so he shoots him, and it took them six months to decide whether or not they were even going to press charges on the guy who shot a dude who was beating a fucking cop half to death caught on the cops dash cam. <laughs> like, I don't know how much more solid evidence you could have. Well, and it's it how much money you have for a lawyer. As and far as like- that's true too. Right. You got the public. I mean, that's in these public people don't realize these public, uh, defendants and shit. Um, defenders, defenders. They, yeah. Defendants defender. Yeah. The public defenders come in, they're doing hundreds, thousands of fucking cases a year, and they're getting them getting reelected and and things like that is all based on a win lose ratio, and so that's why you're going to take more plea deals is because well I got him off a of murder. It's like yeah, but well the thing is is like with the the public defenders they just really don't have. It, it, it's a simple matter no, of that time. Too, sure. If if you've got, let's say you're a public defender, and Rip. you've got 
30 cases on your docket that week that you're going to have to appear in court on, uh, how much time do you really have yeah. to prepare? And so if you really don't have time to prepare, you're going to encourage someone to take a plea deal. And unless, you know, it's, there's something in there that's blatantly sure. obvious how in the shit did this slip through. And literally it's got to be the thing on that first pe- piece <laughs> right. of the paper that they're reading in your fucking right. file. First, first sentence is like, yeah, no. Um, uh, so that's you know that and that's also why uh poor people that tend to get uh railroaded by the judicial system because they don't have the money to go out and hire someone who can actually spend right. time on yeah, their you're, case. You're paying them for their time at, at that point right um and gee weird it's it's minorities uh oh, well, go figure on dumb fucking little drug yeah. charges so, the whatever. Well, we hit an hour. Are we going to keep running? Or, I don't like uh, you guys that much. I don't, I don't want to spend my Friday with you. I, and I'm starting I know, to get hungry. You know, I'm a, I'm <laughs> a fat hungry, like, oh. <laughs> so, All right. I'm going to go uh, maybe make another burrito. So, it's been real, gentlemen. Oh, are we doing the... (laughs) Adam has so much power and control.